Welcome back to Not Another Knucks Podcast with your host, Ajay and Harp, brought to you by Loudmouth Brewing. For the best beers and burgers in town, visit Loudmouth Brewing in Abbotsford. Holy shit, Ajay. What a crazy month it's been for the Canucks. Almost losing every game in the first five games and then beating Ottawa straight. And then they just beat Winnipeg, right? They seem like they're getting on a roll. But what a Jacqueline High situation. What are your thoughts on how the, se- how the season has started so far? Um, What are my thoughts? Like, I... Like, I think where they are right now is where I expected them to be. Um, when they lost two straight against Montreal and basically Connect's Twitter just went apeshit and everyone was just losing their minds. Yeah. Um, to, you know, like, just, we got to trade this player, we got to fire this guy. Just everyone was just losing their shit. I'm just like, guys, these guys haven't had proper preseason. And, and I'm not trying to make excuses. It's just... It's just what it is. And I know other teams, they also haven't had their, like, preseason or their kind of, like, routine. But each team is different, right? And sometimes the the new additions fit in seamlessly. And I think that's what happened with Montreal, which is why they had such a great start. I think the additions that they've had really fit into their system and their players really well. Whereas with us, um, the fact that we never had a training camp preseason, the new additions needed time to kind of figure it out, Right. And then just kind of watching the play and people even dogging Pedersen. Oh, man, this guy sucks and he's not playing well and this and that. When you actually watch the games, you can tell that these guys are just not playing how they normally play, right? And firing Benning was not going to do anything, yeah. right? Like, Fenning, like if we were to fire Benning and, re- and replace him with, like, some other guy... That's not going to make up for all these, like, passes that they just kept messing up or, like, the lack of a forecheck. They just needed to find a way to get back to their identity, which is playing hard-nosed hockey, getting in on the forecheck, right? Like, you saw it during the playoff run. That was their bread and butter, right? Yeah. Puck battle. They just weren't doing that. They were just, like, lazy passes. There was so much passive play. And so when I was watching them, I was like, okay, they're not where they're sh- – they're not where they should be, but I know they can get there because they've got the pieces. Yeah, the loss of Tanev and Markstrom was big, but people, like, those contracts, there's no way that we could have signed to those contracts. So, like, that's a, like, like there's just no point in, in, in like, bringing that up. Um, so, for me, just watching them, I'm just like, okay, these guys just need time to gel yeah. and find a way to like work together and find their identity again. Um, and once they do that, I think they'll be fine. So I think I was a bit more level um, headed after those two games in Montreal, but talking to you, so like, <laughs> like let's go back to that week because yeah. that week was really interesting. Talking to you after the second loss against Montreal, you were livid. Right? I was pissed so, off. So yeah. l- let's try to go back to that time. Tell me yeah. why you were so pissed off. All right, you know what, man? I'm just going to say for our listeners, I know we have quite a few listeners and I don't really swear on this podcast, right? But it's kind of, you know, uh, viewer discretion here. But fuck that noise, dude. I was so pissed off, right? I know you had such a mature approach from the get-go, but I was starting fires on Twitter, man. I was so upset. PD looked like he just showed up without any energy. I understand, you know, yeah. there's no preseason, no nothing. You know, hindsight's 2020. We yeah. just beat Winnipeg and the team looks great right now. It's gelling. But the thing is, you look at Miller. When he came back, everyone was so excited. He brought nothing back for the longest time. You you could hear him swearing on the bench. It was so frustrating to see the team, you know, because they couldn't even make that pass. And I yeah. was thinking, like, dude, okay, this is such a short year. Our first five games, we look like shit, right? 
we aren't doing anything. And then right away, I, even on Twitter, I wrote down, okay, who are we blaming now? Obviously, the the, the bending haters and the Gillis lovers stepped up, right? And then, um, what's that scout? What's that scout's name that we lost to uh, Minnesota? Judge Brackett. Yeah. yeah, his name kept coming up, and everything was on fire, right? People were angry as shit, and I was one of those people. I kept blaming um the coach. I kept blaming Baumgartner because I'm like, this defensive structure is so shit. You know, yeah. we just got. There's no way. How when we faced Calgary, our team looked so slow, so bad. And Tanev outshone uh, Schmidt, you know, and even Myers and even Edler. I'm like, why is Tanev, who has regressed statistically for so long, and he's not worth the numbers that he got paid for, no. how is he outperforming Schmidt, you know? And Schmidt's supposed to be one of our biggest guys. So I was pissed, right? I was calling for heads. I'm not going to lie. I was... Uh, uh, I took, I projected a lot of my, you know, stress and anger from work and school <laughs> onto so, these guys. So that week, were you on board with firing Benny? No, no. I thought that was a little way too much, man. Like, what? no offense, but what is Benny going to do? He, I thought his moves yeah. in the offseason were good and, and very in line of the future. Yeah, yeah, we got some shit contracts right now, but what the fuck are we going to do now? You know, yeah. like, we can't get rid of them. Um, uh, Lou Eriks is on, is on, still in a taxi squad or the bus or whatever, right? Like, that guy's just, he's on a nonstop trip to who knows where, yeah. right? And then um, I just thought that with especially with the short season and the draft coming so fast, it'd be stupid to lose Benning, especially when we have most of our picks this season, right? Yeah. Um, the, but that being wow. said, that being said, um, I was questioning um, Gillis and especially Baumgartner. I've never liked our defensive structure. I never liked Gillis? our cohesion. Sorry, not Gillis. Green? Greener. <laughs> Greener. <laughs> and Baumgartner. What the hell did Gillis do? Yeah, fuck Gillis too, man. That's a different situation. I'm so... <laughs> like, seriously, people are talking about that guy again. That guy's drafting with shit. But anyways, I know he has some solid things too. Um, but yeah, so I was actually wondering, because, you know, I know a glance out there... He, yeah. He's, I know, I know Aquilines don't have a lot of money right now, but I always started thinking, I'm like, dude, these guys are out there. And I started thinking about um, the Blues and how we mentioned it in our last episode where they struggle so much in the, on the year they, uh, in the beginning of the year where they won the Stanley Cup. And yeah. I'm pretty sure they had a coaching change. So I'm like, is this it? Is this time? Or, you know, are all the planets going to align and we're going to fucking fire green, get a gland in and then win the cup, right? Yeah. But um, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? I, I did lose myself to emotions a bit. <laughs> I was really excited for the season and really pissed off how we opened it up. Yeah. Our three games against Ottawa, Ottawa could not have come at a better time, you know. Mm-hmm. I am very happy that the whole uh, you know, Jekyll situation kinda ended, right? Yeah. Um, and they got some stability because Ottawa is such a young and rebuilding team that even the Canucks, even they did struggle the first two games, I felt against Ottawa. They mm-hmm. did not have the best game. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, they were able to kind of use Ottawa as a stepping stone to get to that identity and get to what they're used yeah. to, right? And that was one of the biggest things for me. Um, you know, just seeing how well Petey and, and Besser and Miller broke out in that series. Because the first two games, it was like, okay, whatever. But th- in the third game, um, you could really see their confidence back. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think... Like you said, Ottawa came at the perfect time and it allowed them, while they were still making mistakes, like yeah. they were still making a lot of defense mistakes, they were allowing a lot of shots. Yeah. But I think it allowed them to kind of work on their game and kind of find their game, right? Because I oh, yeah. feel like against Montreal, they were really squeezing their sticks and trying to make things happen when it just wasn't happening, right? They were not moving their feet or anything like that. So definitely Ottawa came at the right time. But yeah. for me though, like and like why I was so, I guess, calm, like don't get me wrong, I was... Frustrated by the losses, but yeah, 
I didn't lose sight of where we were. Like, granted, this is a shortened season, but because we're basically playing every game within the division, yeah, it's really easy to catch up. Mm. Yeah, we we might not win first, but as as long as we're all kind of bunched up in the middle, yeah, <clears throat> each each game is basically a four point swing, right? Yeah. So as long as we're kind of in the middle and not too far back, I was like, okay, like it's gonna take them some time to find their game. But once we do, we'll be fine. And that's kind of what's happening right now. True. Right? Yeah. So I think that's kind of why I wasn't so worried. And yeah, like you said, Ottawa came at the right time. And then watching them against Winnipeg, that was their most complete game. Oh, From yeah. start to finish, really solid. Like first period, they had to kind of weather the storm a bit. But yeah, after that, super solid period. Oh, In yeah. the second and then the, the third, they just dominated. Like they didn't even like allow them. I think they had four shots, Jets did. Oh, yeah. in the entire third period when they were down by two, which is a great sight to see. So um, tomorrow's a huge, huge test for them against Montreal again. It's yep. a back-to-back. Um, I'm curious to see how things go with that, but that's kind of where my headspace is at. Like, I, for I, me, I, yeah. just stay in the middle and then just slowly just kind of claw your way up. That's all. Yeah, you know, now that I've calmed down a bit, right? So <laughs> I absolutely agree now yeah. uh, looking back. But the thing is this. If the Canucks were still playing like shit, right? Oh my god! If this if this was game eleven and they lost all the games against Ottawa and they lost against Winnipeg, you know, Twitter would be on fire. I'm pretty sure someone might have been fired by now if they lost all these games. You know, well, but it, I'm, yeah, no, like, uh, but like, Twitter was on fire after the Montreal. Like, I was listening to JD Burke. He has a show rink wide on Saturdays. Yeah, and he was saying what Benny has done this season is managerial malpractice. <laughs> How insane is that after game six to say yeah. <laughs> he's committing managerial malpractice? Yeah. Like, this is insane. Like, don't yeah. even know, like, J.D. Burke, he does a great job with prospects and stuff. And yeah. I guess it's his job to kind of create sound bites and these, like, crazy takes to kind of get, like, like listeners or whatever. But I don't know, man. Like, it, it's just too much and, like, too early. That that's no, I agree. That's pretty yeah. intense. Um, even though I was calling for some heads, uh, that's malpractice. Like you want someone jailed at that point. Right? Yeah, <laughs> so like, like that's what pretty. What the hell up. did he do? Right? Yeah. Like, uh, anyways, but um, speaking though of kind of what you were saying with Baumgartner, um, yeah. and so do you want to maybe kind of switch gears now and talk about the defensive Absolutely. kind of st- structure? Because I think if there was anyone that I would have been okay with firing early in the season, would have been him, and it's. It's because, and like this is going back to last season where I didn't feel like the defensive structure wasn't it. It just wasn't great. Yeah. Um, you, you, they constantly allowed high chance shots. Um, they allowed teams to just pepper Markstrom with so many shots, right? Yeah. Um, and it, just the um, what do you call it? The adjustments just weren't really there. Um, and since Baumgartner is the one that's responsible for the defenseman, and kind of now seeing him with like new toys to play with with Schmidt, um, and just seeing basically the same stuff that we saw last year, I was getting pretty frustrated with that. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I do agree with you that if there was someone to be fired, I would have been okay with it being him because I just haven't seen much in terms of the um, defenseman in terms of just them playing better. I agree. You know, there's been really no progression 
Yeah. You know, with, with the defense. Even now, after our winning streak against Ottawa and then beating Winnipeg, which was I felt was a really good test. Winnipeg's a pretty yeah. decent team, you know? Yeah. Um, I know we did better defensively, but the thing is those gap control situations and also yeah. when the deep pinch in when they really don't need to, you know, we saw yeah. Hamannick do it so many times. Um and just getting blown by with all these different chances, all these different breakaways, right? And all these different odd man rushes, that really hasn't stopped. Even though our yeah. other lines have kind of waken up in our forward lines and we are like outscoring teams like four to one, five to one right now. But the thing is, I have this crazy like feeling that our defensive core, they play our entire D actually, they play like an AHL team. And I'm starting to wonder if mm. they're getting, if they're getting um, you know, coached to play that way. Because yeah. my point is this, you know, Baumgartner had a lot of experience in the AHL, right? I know his uh, his tenure in the NHL was not long-lived, no. but at the same time, when I look at the Canucks defense play, they really, really look like they're just ready there to just go up and, like, you know, destroy someone along the boards or try to break up a pass, right? But there's no actual adaptation to their game. Yeah. When a fast winger is coming at them or there's an odd play, right, what do they do? They just sprawl out. You know, it's a desperation play. Everything is a desperation play at this point. And there's so many odd man rushes. There's no structure. And people are just pinching left, right, and center. I'm like, what are you guys doing, man? This isn't the AHL. You're facing the highest skill in the world right now. You got to be better defensively. And um, that being said, though, there have been a few positive spots that I've seen, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, like um, what? Even with Hughes, I thought that he Hughes struggled immensely in the beginning. But yeah. I think him and Ben have been a really good pairing. I really that like him. Yeah, that's been a surprising pairing. Because with Ben, I didn't honestly like. I didn't think we had much in him, like yeah. in terms of like him being, um, like him being able to give us productive minutes. Yeah. Um, just because like he just wasn't able to kind of find a footing, um, in the lineup, so he was constantly kind of going in and out, in and out. Yeah. But him and um Hughes, I don't know what it is about it, but it it just works so well, and so especially well. the game against Winnipeg, I just see. Like, Ben had just made so many, like, just smart, solid plays where he wasn't forcing the puck to Hughes or kind of, you know, like, like forcing him to make plays. He was yeah. a very steady presence back there, and it, I think, allows Hughes to kind of play his game um, really well. Um, so, yeah, no, that pairing, I've, I've yeah. really enjoyed. No, I 100% agree with there. And to be honest, vice versa as well. Ben gets to play his game and a much, yeah. much simpler game. He lets he lets Hughes do all the extra shit, right? <laughs> and he mm -hmm. just sits back and he kind of like he's kind of like an older brother, right? Just like, all right, you run around, have your fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure everything back here is safe, yeah. you know. And, and and when he gets to play a calm game, it's kind of like Vertanen. When Vertanen's in a situation where he's uh, you know doing too much, he doesn't do well. But when he gets to play a simple game with the you know yeah. kind of low IQ situations, he does pretty <laughs> well, right? But same with Ben, like he, he doesn't have to do more than what's expected of him and yeah. he's thriving off that it really reminds me of when um when Hughes first came in he yeah. was playing alongside the guy that we lost to Luke Tampa Shen. Bay Luke Shen there we go yeah. at first I thought wow Hughes is this good he's making Luke Shen look pretty good but Luke Shen and Ben are quite similar players I would say kind of physical kind of like you know up and down players kind of defensive right don't really yeah. do too much offensive stuff right so yeah, same thing like, with um Tanov last year yeah Tanov and Hughes made a great pairing yeah, I feel like Ben is just kind of like slid into that spot, and it like yeah no I I I think they've been playing really well. Oh yeah, one defenseman though I, I feel like um, is starting to show some age as Edler, right? I don't know if it's because of not enough time and training, right? I think he's been stable. Um, I know he's been paired up with like Myers or Schmidt mostly, but I feel like he's been um, 
I don't know. His age is kind of showing a bit. It seems like he's kind of lost his step. Yeah. Um, I still love him as a player. I still think he's amazing. He's the best uh, defensive player the Canucks have ever had, statistically and just, like, f- for me personally. Yeah. But the thing is, at the same time, um, right now, I think he... I don't know what it is. I think he needs to be paired up with someone a little bit younger, maybe, or, or let Schmidt do some extra stuff and just kind of more focus on the more back end stuff. Who is um, he paired up with right now? I think is he's paired with- up with Schmidt. Yeah. So yeah. they've struggled a bit. I still haven't seen the Schmidt that I'm expecting. I've seen some, like, you know, inklings yeah. of what I wanted, but um, it's still not exactly w- what I have, um, you know, expected of him. Yeah, well, no, um, I do agree. I think Schmidt, I think... I think coming into a new team, um, he had a lot of expectations placed on him, especially a Canadian market. Um, and I think it's taken him some time to kind of find his game. And I don't think he's found it yet. Um, don't get me wrong. Like, like I can see glimpses of it, but then there are a lot of times where he's looking very frantic in his own zone, Yeah. Um, which has kind of resulted in a lot of high-scoring chances for the other team. Um, but I think... I think he's one of those players that needed a training camp to kind of settle in with his new team and just kind of figure things out. Agreed. So I think he's probably like a week to maybe two weeks away from really kind of showing yeah. us the Schmidt that we've seen in Vegas. Yeah. Um, so I think I think he'll come around. But one player that I kind of wanted to ask you was Myers. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, he's been getting a lot of positive reviews. Yeah, lately, no, honestly. Which has been surprising because Connect yeah. Hitler just like flames him. Yeah. Um, but I've found his game to be pretty solid. No. How have you been finding his game? No, I, I would agree. Um, you know, like, there are some positives. So there's some great positives there. There are some negatives there. But yeah. the thing is, um, I feel like whenever he gets brought up, every Twitter player or every Twitter user becomes an account right away and starts bringing up his cap hit, right? right. And um, that's the main reason why they hate him. But the thing is, I feel like he's been our best defenseman. You know, he's creating chances. Mm. He's broken up a lot mm. of plays. I'm not going to lie. That there's some games where at the end of the game, I think, like, huh, like, especially before Hughes and uh, Ben were together, there were times when I'm like, you know what? Even though this guy took five penalties again this game, <laughs> he yeah. was actually our best defenseman. And and the way his outbreaks and the way he's bringing the puck up um, and, and the way he's breaking up rushes just was long ass stick. He's got, like, a 10-foot stick, right? So yeah. um, that's not a metaphor, by the way. But anyways, <laughs> uh, I feel like uh, he's just... Uh, He's just been pretty sound overall. Um, the biggest issue is, yeah, his penalties, though, man. He takes, like, what, four penalties a game almost, and that's yeah. that, that kind of, like, bites us in the ass. True. Yeah, no, I think his penalties definitely suck. Um, I wish he could kind of stop that, but mm-hmm. um, overall, I've really um, enjoyed watching him play this year. He's definitely um, limited his mistakes um, yeah. and kind of turning the puck over. He still does. Don't get me wrong. He still kind of costs it up a little bit, but yeah. for the most part, his his game is a lot more cleaner. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed seeing him play. Um, another one that I wanted to ask you about was uh, Jalen Chatfield. Yeah, dude. That was um, kind of surprising, to be honest. Like, yeah. how well he's played in a limited amount of time that he's had. Even yeah. last game, I think it was Harmon Dial, he... Um, tweeted out okay Chatfield I see you right? yeah. and it's just one of those things where like um he broke up an odd man rush by himself and his skating is just so much better than I thought it would be right and the yeah. way he's able to kind of distribute the puck too and and just work with his teammates um I was hoping you Levy would have been that guy you know yeah. just because he's freaking fifth overall pick but still it seems to be like you Levy just doesn't have the foot speed that everyone wants him to have even though he played pretty decent, but he's averaging, like, what, eight minutes a game, not even. Yeah. Right? Chatfield had 17 minutes against Winnipeg. That's trust, man. 
for your first year mm-hmm. in, the coach is definitely trusting you. So, uh, I don't know. I, I really like the hustle that he brings. I really like how, uh, yeah, his his mistakes have been very minimal. If he does make one, you know, dude, he's a rookie, right? Yeah. So, um, I know there's a lot of eyes on him right now, and I, I've been impressed. I've been really impressed, to be honest. How about you? Yeah, me too. Um, And it's kind of funny because, like, coming into this season, mm-hmm. he wasn't one of those names that we kind of brought up or kind of, like, a lot of people were talking about. It was, like, yeah, Levy, Brogan Rafferty, um, and then uh, what's the other guy from college? Oh, uh, what's his name? Something uh, Rathbone. Back. Rathbone, yeah. Rathbone, yeah. So, like, his name wasn't really kind of talked about. Um, yeah. So, he kind of came out of the blue for me. Yeah. Um, in the in the sense that he wasn't like hyped up as the other defensive prospects that we have, but mm-hmm. man, this guy just looks like he belongs. Right? Like, just a real steady game, skates well. Um, he thinks the game well, like, really fast. Um, just, yeah, man, like, if he can give us 15 minutes a night, I think that's a huge win for us. I agree. And to be honest, man, like, even when I saw his uh, – throughout the entire game, last game, I was thinking, like, yo, this guy played a pretty good game. Whenever I yeah. saw him with the puck or whenever I saw him out there, y- you didn't notice him at times because he was doing the right thing, especially for a demon. If you don't notice him, that's a good thing. But yeah, when you exactly. did notice him, it, it was it was a good play. And you're like, yeah. damn, man, like, I do see you. <laughs> right? mm. um, but that being said, I, I don't see um, Ulevi or even Hamannick. If, if Chatfield can play this way, I don't see either of those coming back until there's an injury. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Um, if they take out Ben yeah. for Hamannick now, I'd be pissed. No, off. no, like, they're playing so fucking good. No, I think I think Ben has his spot solidified unless he like starts screwing up, yeah, like, big time. I think he's gonna be paired out with Hughes probably for the season. Yeah. Um, but uh, in terms of when Hamannick or Ulevi might come in, I think. <clears throat> depending on how this week goes, because they got like Montreal back to back and then three straight against Toronto, that's yeah. a massive test, right? So yeah. if things go well, I think Green tends to kind of keep his uh, lineups the same. But I think if they go on a bit of a skid, we can maybe see some of them coming in. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, like just in, in terms of overall, like I, I really enjoyed seeing the um, progress with. Jalen Chatfield and just like these like younger prospects and being able to come in and actually give us good minutes as opposed to just these prospects that you know we've heard about but they come in like yo these guys are just not ready for the NHL. Yeah, speaking of you know young players giving you good minutes, right? The Lotto line, you know, mm-hmm. dude, they've been pretty much the most up in our roller coaster situation. They give me more anxiety than the whole you know Trump situation with the you know raiding the Capitol and all that stuff like that, man. Like yeah. watching them and. They make me so nervous, right? Because when they first started the season, um, the lotto line was so shit. Like, literally, they were so bad. Yeah. Um, you could tell that PD just had zero, zero confidence in his shot. Everything was a pass-off where he was losing his puck, right? But now it kind of feels like the beast has kind of woken up. Ottawa, you know, um, kind of poked the bear a little bit. And uh, everyone was calling Patterson out. Everyone was saying, what is wrong with this guy? You know, uh, some people were saying on Twitter, like, they were already. They were trying to equate him and Benning being a failure again, right? <laughs> saying yeah. that we drafted the wrong guy and this and that. And then, um, what do you call him? Miller? Miller was non-existent for the first little while as he tried yeah. to get his legs underneath him. I know he was under quarantine for a bit, but one positive I'd say throughout the entire, um, uh, you know, season so far has to be Brock Besser, yeah. right? Holy shit, dude! This guy is league leading right now with eight goals. I did That's not expect insane. that. That's yeah, so no. insane. Seeing kind of where he was last year, 
um, mm. and just kind of where his game was. I think yeah. people people weren't sure what we were going to get from him, right? And like we talked about it, kind of going into the season, um, yeah. whether he'd be able to kind of get back to his his like rookie season where he was able to score at will, um, and like his name had been kind of brought about in terms of the like potential trade rumors and ways for us to kind of get um, out of these like really bad. Um, um, contracts, but yeah. a I'm, I'm super glad that we didn't trade him because obviously like this guy he came ready to play. Um, but b like I don't know what it is about him, but like he just plays such a steady game. Like he's not the fastest skater, yeah. Right? Like he's he's not gonna like wow you about that, but he just knows where to be at all times, and his shot is just so deadly. Oh yeah, right? yeah. Like and just kind of seeing it back to where it was, man. It, it's it's awesome to see. I think and like this guy is like causing people to like swear at each other on Twitter, man. Like yeah. this guy is just wild. No, <laughs> no. Um, just with his shot, right? It really feels like it's back to his rookie year. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't. So expect- we're not gonna give that guy a shout out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. So- <laughs> yeah. We'll just let this one go. But okay. if. If if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, just go to Harp's Twitter. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read it out loud. So, I, and I don't even understand what the fuck I even said, but I lost it. I laughed so hard. I was trying to sweep under the rug, but since you since you brought it up, all right, let's do this. <laughs> so after he scored two goals against Winnipeg, right? Um, another two goal thing. He took the lead league with eight goals. I tweeted out on the 30th of January. I was like, Brock Besser, period. That is all. The first tweet is from the Nature Boy. <laughs> he said, fuck, man, you're in your 30s. Get a grip. Who cares? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what did I even say to you? <laughs> what did I say that's wrong? I had I have over 40 likes on that just one tweet. This one guy's like, go fuck yourself. I'm like, fuck you too, Nature man. Boy, um, if you are listening to this or if you are watching to the podcast, you are welcome to come on. Anytime. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that tweet made my day. I laughed so hard. and I retweeted it. I liked it. I think you did the same thing. I right? did. I did. That, that was, was uh, perfect. But but I think, okay, now, like, going back, I just have to mention, <laughs> that, yeah. that, that, that tweet was so hilarious. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. back to Brock Besser. So, I think you were very nervous about him coming into the season and just weren't sure where um, his game is. So, aside from him scoring eight goals and, like, leading the, the league in – scoring what have you been happy with or just surprised by his game so far in the season you know two major things are sticking out to me right now well you know i'll say three first of all his shot right mm. his shot is back right and the thing is um people were calling him out and saying that oh due to his injuries he's not gonna be able to have a shot again we haven't seen it in two full seasons pretty much yeah. right and we've kind of seen a bit of a regression every year um especially because of the injuries but his shot is back like even when I'm watching the replays on those shots, you don't even see the puck fly off a stick, man. You just see it in the net. You hear it ding and it's in the net. I'm like, yeah. holy fuck, man. Like, this guy's shot is literally, literally back. Yeah. Um, the second thing has got to be his demeanor. The confidence is there, man. Right when this yeah. guy walked into um, the season, pretty much what you said last episode, um, or the episode that we had with Joel especially, you yeah. said that this guy will have a chip on his shoulder. He has something to prove because people yeah. have been calling him out. You know, um, like Matt Sakaris, right? Yeah. Um, 
just seeing that swagger around and when he's on the ice he's pushing people around he's getting to lose bucks like you said his hockey iq is so good he's always in the right areas the right time he reminds yeah. me of like a younger Toffoli, but just a little more thicker with a better shot right yeah and um the third thing has got to be his mindset right like he comes in and even in his interviews he talks about he's like yeah dude i had these injuries i learned from them i'm more of a mature player i'm more of an adult now i know how to handle my body now i'm not a kid that just get thrown around by all these other adults right yeah. so i think the, the combination of those three things like oh my god you know I, I called him out i was one of the people that said i don't know if he's hit his ceiling because we've only seen regression yeah. now yeah but this year no definitely he's fucking back man he came back with a chip on his shoulder and he has lit it up and i'm hoping that he continues this because uh like i said before i didn't have much faith in him um to come yeah. back but i love him as a player I, I love his story i love his family i've met his family and uh, i've been rooting for this guy from day one um and i'm so happy that he's proven me wrong and, I, and even at that time i said i hope that he does how about you yeah no i've um like i I understand your reservations with him coming into the season because, like, that is a good point. Like, every year since his rookie year, we've seen a slow regression. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it is due to his injuries that he's had with his wrist injuries, back injuries, right? Yeah. And, like, a bunch of family issues. Like, these guys are human, right? They, like, this stuff affects them. Like, whether we want them to affect them or not, like, this shit does affect them, right? When, like, they're, like, dad's not doing well or, like, they're, like, family member, like, it affects them. So, He's had a lot of that stuff basically from his like rookie season on. So yeah. seeing him come in into this season ready and like ready to go, um, I've loved it. And I know his name was talked about a lot during like the off season in terms of potential trade options for the Canucks. But like, oh, yeah. dude, this guy's so young, right? And I understand like we want these guys to be able to produce year after year. And, like, it's a, it's the same thing that, like, PD is going through where, like, people are expecting him to put, multi, like, two, three points every game, right? Because this is what we expect from him now because that's what he yeah. did last year. But, like, these guys are still young. They're still figuring out their games. And now other teams are able to target them because they saw them last year. Like, these guys are not going to, like, surprise the team anymore because, like, these guys are now household names. So, yeah. I understand. My, my question is this, though. Sorry. Sorry yeah. to cut you off. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it seems like if Besser kind of had a bit of an awakening, right? Like he, like the Besser that's coming this season, yeah. um, I did not expect to see. Uh, but even just the way he carries himself and, and what we're kind of seeing from him mm. is dope. Like I'm so freaking excited for this guy. But the thing is this, it kind of seems like he's kind of entering his prime now, right? Do you if, think so? Yeah, like if this season, if this season mm. he, like think about it though. Like he was drafted what? In 2015, right? Mm -hmm. It's been six years now, right? And the yeah. thing is, and he's like, what, 22, 23 now? Yeah. I would say the prime is between like what, 22, 23 to like 28-ish, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So if this guy's starting to enter that, and from what I'm seeing, I feel like he could be, do you think we have the supporting cast around him to with PD? Because PD seems like he's still a little slow. Miller still seems like a little slow right now. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think PD's even close to his prime yet, right? Yeah, no. Do you think the timing will be decent enough for us to actually use his prime to make a push? Oh yeah, for sure. I think I think you know what, like when you said it, I thought you were saying that he is in his prime, like in oh, the no, middle no. of his prime. Yeah. So I, I think you are right that he's starting to enter his prime, his like yeah. prime window of like five, six years, just like productive years. Yeah. I think I think in the next two years, I think it's when PD will be hitting his stride. Yeah. But I think those two will be too like, will be amazing together and I think we'll be able to do some great things. The only thing that I have questions about is Miller. Yeah, right, he's older, man. 
he is, I think he's in his early 30s, if I might be, maybe late 20s. But yeah. he's, the, he's the only one that I'm not sure will be able to kind of keep up with those two. Yeah. Right. And if he's not the one, I mean, like, we do have Paul Cozen coming up the ranks. Yeah. Um, Hoglander's been crazy. So, like, we do have wingers that might be able to um, supplement those two. But I think PD and Besser together. I think their I think their primes will coincide, and I think we we will be able to take advantage of Besser's prime years. No, I agree, and and, and you make a good point, man. Um, I think that there is enough time, right? Um, yeah. If something doesn't blow up, I'm kind of worried about contracts moving into next season and the season after that, right? Because then, because um, Pete and Hughes are due next year, and then um, yeah. Besser is due the year after again. Right? Yeah. So I'm just kind of wondering how things are going to play out. But that being said, um, you make a good point. We got time on our hands right now, especially yeah. with our with our main core. I'm hoping that works out. But I just want to touch up on Hoglander a bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Holy shit, man. Like, I did not expect this guy. This guy has a motor. He's five foot nine. He's almost <laughs> 200 pounds. This guy's got a motor. He has better board work than Myers, right? Yeah. This guy is amazing with his tenacity and just his willingness to get to the puck. And the goal he scored against... Uh, Winnipeg just showed off his skill. You know, he batted out of the air right to the left corner. I'm like, holy shit, man. What are your thoughts on this guy? Um, I'm surprised, man. Like, yeah. he... I knew he was hyped. Um, yeah. You know, like, he had crazy highlight goals, but I wasn't sure if there was any more to that than just his highlight goals, right? Because we've seen a lot of prospects that, you know, have had these types of crazy um, highlight goals, but yeah. their complete game just wasn't there, right? Yeah. Um, I've been blown away, man. Like the fact that this guy is willing and like able to go into the corners and win these puck battles, given <laughs> yeah. his size, he's yeah. probably our best power forward. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like take a note. <laughs> like that's supposed to be Vertanen, but yeah. it's clearly this guy. And um to this this guy's legit. He's yeah. he's going to be with us for a long time, like a long time and like putting up points, man. This I don't know how, where Benning and his whole scouting department keeps finding these guys, but, yeah. man, we might have another one this year. Dude, dude, well, in the game one, I can't remember who it was, but they said, they're like, oh, not another one? <laughs> right? I was like, fuck yeah, no, right? This no, is awesome. Man. Dude, we picked him 40th overall, and he, right now already he's in the top, I believe, five for scoring in his in his, uh, in his his year um, or top, wow. uh, top two. And right now he is tied for first in goals for, for rookies. Yeah. So that's nuts, you know. This guy was this guy wasn't even selected in the first round. So yeah, uh, I mean, like, yeah. I wasn't surprised with his early start, um, just because he had a lot of games under his belt coming into the season. Yeah. The, the only thing that I'm I'm not sure, and I'm I'm hoping he proves me wrong. The only thing I'm a bit skeptical is whether he'll be able to keep up with this tight, compressed schedule because there's yeah. a lot of games he's not used to these mini games. Yeah. So that's the only thing that I'm a bit worried about. But so far, man, like. He's been like the perfect winger for Bo. Like he finally has like a legit winger. Oh yeah. Um. So um. And just kind of seeing that line with like Bo, his uh, like his shot in that bumper. Not well. Is he in the bumper or, or in the the bumper? Is what I think. Uh, Besser plays. Yeah. Yeah. Down low. Bo's in the middle, but his shot in that slot, man, it's so good. It's really good, and he and he gets like, off so quickly too. Yeah. He's so I just fast. Want to, I just wanted to quickly mention that, but I've been really surprised with that shot. But um, back to Hoglander, though, yeah. um, just love it, man. I hope he's able to keep it up. Um, he's been a 
bright surprise for us, man. You make a good point about uh, just, um, you know, keeping himself healthy and being able to play out the season, right? Yeah. Um, especially with the way his Tinder profile is probably blowing up on uh, Twitter, you know, I'm hoping he's able to, you know, reserve some of the energy, right? And hopefully more stuff get leaked out on Twitter just so we can kind of laugh about it. But uh, yeah, so moving on though, man. Um, one player that we all... You know, he just, we just never seem to stop talking about this guy, right? And yeah. um, speaking of power forwards, um, <laughs> even though he has over a foot and a half over Hoglander, yeah. um, a much stronger, I say, Bertanen, man. Um, this guy's not even playing. He's been healthy scratch for two games straight, right? And Gadet's back in the lineup. You know, what's what's going on with this guy, man? Are we done? Are, are we done with this kid? Well, if you talk to Green, he yeah. says that he just needs time to kind of work it out. But I think Green's done with him. Yeah. I think I think Green's tried all he can. Um, yeah. He's given him a lot of shots at playing in the top six, playing you know, like big minutes. But there's just something about it that he's just not figuring out. Like, yeah. and it's not even the like complex stuff in terms of like his his like um, IQ. It just he skates for the show of it, but he yeah. doesn't skate to like do something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, and then like he'll just go hit someone, but then like he'll just hit the boards, right? Like, yeah. it, it's a lot of fake minutes that he he's been putting together and yeah he scored um a goal against Calgary but it was like deflected off someone it was kind of a lucky goal but yeah. oh, man just it's so frustrated because this guy just has so much promise if yeah. like he could be Hoglander if you know he just he just tries at it but he just he just doesn't get it and I think yeah. I think it's probably time to kind of cut our ties with him now mm-hmm. um before things get worse and it in the sense that he just has no trade value. Yeah. Um. So, uh, uh, yeah, like, that's kind of where I'm at with it. What about you? I, I would agree. You know, um, this guy is just so frustrating to watch. You said fake minutes right now. That's a really good way to explain it. He's out there and he's just kind of skating around and kind of pretending like he's doing something. Yeah. He's kind of like the person you work with that kind of walks around and waves the paper around and just shows up like, like oh, like just notice the fact that i'm here but i'm yeah. not really doing anything right so yeah. um yeah he's not pushing the needle at all you know mm-hmm. and especially on a third line pairing uh, or a third line um you know in a checking role he the, the even in a third line the iq is not there you know you see people like mott ripping it up mott has like what five six goals already yeah. you know um you see uh players like Roussel and you know um sutter outplaying this guy and and this guy's supposed to be younger much more skilled much more better than these players right so I, i'm pretty frustrated and to be honest I, i'm thinking i'm done um but that being said um it seems like there are a few trade rumors that have kind of gone, gone around right one that i heard i think it was uh Vertanen for what was it kirby doc oh i didn't hear that one yeah so uh, i think um i think there's a bit of an issue there as well and uh I oh, think- interesting yeah, I, I, I have to double check to see if that's the right name, but um, okay. for, I'm pretty sure it is. But I think that, um, yeah, there's some players saying that, you know, that could just be a straight-up switch. Yeah, I'm surprised by that that name because I haven't heard that one. But, yeah, no, I think this past weekend we've heard a lot of names of players that are not happy with their current situation with Sam Bennett in Calgary. Yeah, that's a big one that I heard, yeah. He's requested a trade. Um, and then you have um, the guy from Montreal, the defenseman, Mete. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever name. Yeah. Mete, I think it is. Um, he's also requested a trade. <clears throat> um, so, in terms of, like, so, I've heard rumors for both those players for Bertanen. I think Sam Bennett for Bertanen, I don't think makes a lot of sense in, this, in the sense that I think 
the reason why Sam Bennett is unhappy in Calgary is because he's playing on the third line. I think he wants top six minutes. Yeah. And if he comes here, he's not going to get those top six minutes. No. So I think that trade doesn't make sense. I think Mete, I think that would be interesting because he's a pretty young prospect on defense. Yeah. Um, And that's a position of need for us. So I think that's a trade that I think would be intriguing. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what we would have to add. But the trade for me that kind of gets me going the most is uh, Vince Dunn um, from the St. Louis Blues. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a defenseman there. Um, he's really good. But the rumor out of St. Louis, even though he's been scratched um, to start the season, is that they want a first and a prospect for him. Damn. That's, that's hard but, And I've heard that's the name that Vancouver is after most. Wow. Um, so I think if we could pull Vertanen for Vince Dunn and not maybe give up a first or a second, I think would be a win. I think a Vertanen and a third for Vince Dunn, I would do that now because I, I think Vince Dunn is legit. Um, watching him in the playoffs last year against Canucks, I think he was a pretty solid defenseman. Granted, Blues Denver had a great um, playoff run against Canucks, but yeah. he had a great year last year, Vince did, um, and I think he would be a huge add for us. Do you know how much Vince Dunn's making right now? Because I know that's always the problem, right? Uh boy, I I have no idea. Yeah, I but, think he's oh. Um, I don't think it's crazy. Yeah, like, it's, it's around two million. Yeah, I don't think it's anything crazy. That's so, crazy. Yeah, so I think like I think if we can flip Vertanen, I would prefer it being on defense than on forward. Yeah, and and, and to be honest, um, I wouldn't mind eighteen year old Bennett, right? But the thing is, uh. <laughs> I He's not 18 that, anymore. <laughs> what? <laughs> but uh, I know, I think the Vince Dunn one, that, that definitely sticks out to me the most as well. You know, um, he would definitely, he'd probably make Chatfield sit, right? Um, or Ben, right? Um, but the thing is... Uh, and and um, I'm okay with that, because I, yeah. like, I think that's a position that we need depth, right? Like, yeah. As, like, Bostrad always would say, is, like, you need an army, right? Yeah. Like, you, like, just because you have one great player doesn't mean you have a team. You you need to keep st- like stacking the depth. So absolutely, um, whether like, if it is that Chatfield sits or Ben has to sit, or, like whoever. I think if we can get done out of St. Louis would be a huge win. But the only thing that sucks right now though is like, and we're kind of seeing it with the Dubois for Lanet trade is that fourteen day quarantine. Because when did they make that trade for Dubois? Like a week ago, and he's still not playing for the Jets, right? True. So. But you know what? If it's Vertanen, he's sitting anyways. Who gives a shit? Right? Like, nothing really changes yeah. for us. Right? We're just going to wait a little bit and then get excited. Right? So, yeah. I think that makes sense to get rid of this guy. And to be honest, um, on a personal level, I'm done too. Like, uh, this guy, he doesn't have the IQ. He doesn't have the um, desire to really, um, you know, take but, that on. So, just like about the whole IQ, like, he did score 18 goals last year. But to be honest, man, like, how many of those goals seem kind of circumstantial? Right? Like, like, like yeah. he, he comes in, he, he'll shoot it and might bounce around. Even the playoffs, he had a few goals and they were literally like, he was literally behind the net and he just <laughs> deflected off the goalie or something, right? Yeah. I know he had a, a goal like that against the Wild. So, um, but it just, he doesn't really know where to be and he doesn't really know how to, um, like if he has a puck alone, he's skating out there, fine. But it, it's a team game and he doesn't really know how to work with other players. And when he was on the top line, because um, Miller wasn't in for a while, right? Miller, Miller was in quarantine. He didn't know what he was doing out there, you know? And, and to be honest, I don't want to hate on this guy. He's he's still young. He's still a kid. He's an Abbey guy, a local prospect. But the thing is this, man, enough is enough, you know? I think now it's time to cut ties and just let him mm-hmm. go his way and try to get something out of him. If we can, 
The thing is this though, would you be willing to trade a first and Bertanen for um, uh, Vince Dunn? Considering no. this draft this year is not supposed to be as deep as um, the last previous few years. Yeah, I mean, that is true. The draft isn't as great. But while I do like Vince Dunn, I don't know if he's worth a first and true. Bertanen. Yeah. Um, I give up a second and, like, Bertanen is still very young. Second, yeah. yeah, like, that you can convince me, sure. But giving up a first... I mean, granted, I wasn't on board with giving up a first for JT Miller, and I was, like, wrong yeah. about that one. So... Yeah. Um, As usual. I, uh, yeah. So, like, I do like Dunn. Um, I just don't know if he's worth a prospect and a first. And I've heard yeah. from what I've kind of read is that, like, they're not getting that many calls um, because of that ask for a first. So... Yeah. If they take their ass down, um, ask down, not ask down. <laughs> I was hard asking like that. <laughs> damn, um, damn, Benny. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think a second or a third plus Britannia, I think, would be a good get. So, yeah. Cool, man. You know what? Um, I think that pretty much covers it for the past few weeks. We're facing Montreal and then, you know, uh, Toronto. This is a yeah. huge Eastern swing. And uh, I'm excited for every game. Um, but the thing is, I'm really hope I'm kind of nervous to face up against these teams as well. Montreal's killing it right now. And Toronto's doing very well, too. These are very deep, deep teams, right? Um, and they're I think they're one and two in our division right now. So yeah. uh, hopefully we can pull out a few wins or we can, you know, win every single game. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. But um, I think that the Canucks are getting better and better each game. Um, yeah. the lo- a lot of line has definitely woken up. And I feel like there's still some things that need to click. But um, I think when that does happen, we are going to be one of the top guns in this division. Hopefully it happens tomorrow, right? Agreed. No, man, I, I think this week is very important. But I don't, like, it, if they go, like, two and five, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Like you said, like, they just need to keep building. Like, it, it, it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. True. And they just they just need to keep building week after week and making yeah. sure that they're ready. Um, like, yeah, it's important for them to keep getting points, but... They just got to play well. and uh, But, yeah, no, this is a huge week. They're um, going up against, like you said, top two teams in our division. So just a – sorry, just a quick question for you. Yeah. Is it just me or are you just not caring about what's going on with these, like, other games? Like, for me, <laughs> it's it's just about this Canadian division. Like, I yeah. don't care what Minnesota is doing, what yeah. Vegas is doing. Like, have you been keeping up with those scores and – not at all, man. I don't give a yeah. shit. Like, for me, this is just a Canadian league right now. I don't even pretend it's American le- American teams right now. So, uh, uh, fuck them. <laughs> okay, yeah. Not that it's just me, but I'm like, I have no idea what the hell Tampa is doing right now. And yeah. I don't care. It's just these seven teams. That's it. This this is so damn exciting. Every game is just such a nail-biter. Like, like yeah. we get to watch, uh, you know, such amazing talent. Like, you know, McDavid and Matthews and all these other guys, right? And, and it's so exciting to see. But the thing is, the fact that they're Canadian, it just adds another element, right? And yeah. Yeah, that's Yeah, I don't give a shit about America right now, man. They're dealing with enough shit right now. So they don't even need to worry about them either. <laughs> that wraps up episode seven of Not Another Next Podcast. Brought to you again by Loudmouth Brewing for the best beers and burgers in town. Visit Loudmouth Brewing in Abbotsford. Hope everyone's staying safe out there. Thank you for listening. And once again, enjoy the music.